the reawakening of capital markets in Uganda. That and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Ritha Dong. At the beginning of this week, MTN Uganda became the largest publicly owned company in Uganda after it was successfully listed on the Uganda Securities Exchange. The 150 million US dollar IPO tripled the market capitalization of the Uganda Securities Exchange and it presented a learning curve for authorities on what more needs to be done to spark growth of the capital markets. Keith Kariajira, CEO of Capital Markets Authority Uganda, answers the question, what next for the capital markets in Uganda? Listing raises expectations for further development of the Uganda Securities Exchange. I will not try and go into the figures uh, this time. Um, all I can say is that uh, the market cap, the number of shareholders onboarded, the size of the offer are all record set by this listing. The listing is quite significant as it draws the Uganda market uh, closer to being categorized as a frontier market um, by the different providers of categorization indices, and in particular the Morgan Stanley Capital International, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, the categorization of Uganda as a frontier market will go a long way in attracting foreign capital to Uganda, especially from the global fund managers that only invest in markets that have a categorization. As a country, we have also seen ambitious financial sector development and inclusion plans launched, key among which is a 10-year capital markets development plan launched by His Excellency the President in 2017. This plan, once again, is hinged on five pillars, namely to broaden the, the range and number of equity and debt securities uh, seeking capital, uh, sorry, debt issuer seeking capital, to widen the investor base and investor choice, to make market infrastructure more cost effective and enhance the quality of intermediation and improve the legal, regulatory and supervisory framework. We have seen savings in NSF, uh, company-sponsored retirement benefit schemes and collective investment schemes all grow tremendously over the past seven years to a combined total of about 18 billion, Uganda, uh, 18 trillion Uganda shillings. Uh, to debt. As CMA, we've also been involved in reforming capital markets, the capital markets industry, and many of these efforts are bearing fruit. Recently, Uganda was ranked as at number five, up from number 10 in the APSA Africa Financial Markets Index. Um, and this IPO really has revealed some of the strengths and, yes, indeed, some of the weaknesses in the five areas of the capital markets development master plan that, that, is, that the master plan is trying to address. The question for us is what next uh, after this listing? How do we draw lessons that uh, Anna spoke about that will strengthen and grow our capital markets? Ultimately, how do we support capital raising the debt and equity capital markets to finance the growth of our business enterprises? How can we all use and position the capital markets ecosystem to complement the banking system by providing more resources, more sources of long-term capital to increase jobs so that more Ugandans are able to invest? So that more Ugandans are able to insure their lives and property, so that more Ugandans are able to save for retirement, and also so that more Ugandans are able to use the banking system and indeed the mobile money system. Part of the answer to these questions lie in making the capital markets more efficient from an operational and regulatory perspective uh, with respect to price discoveries for smaller IPOs, dealing and, and any other intervention required to increase liquidity in the debt and equity capital markets in order to encourage more institutional investors to participate in our markets. Also, the communication around public offers is a saying that uh, 
on social media, controversial news spreads at a, at a, at a multiple of about 10. But the, the positive news or the, the, the news to try and set this record straight only spreads or travels at a speed of around one or two. So um, and that's one of the huge lessons for us, I think, from this IPO. So companies and advisors as to these companies seeking market-based financing have to be financially disciplined and ethical in all their dealings. And once they have successfully attracted investors, this ethical and fiduciary conduct is expected to continue. As I conclude, allow me to talk about one of the things that came up during this particular IPO and, and which defines a large aspect of our role as a regulator, as a CMA, and that is investor protection. I know some concern has been raised about how minority shareholders will be protected in the face of a dominant uh, shareholder, with particular reference to transparency and fairness in related party transactions that may disadvantage minority shareholders. I would like to assure the public that there are sufficient safeguards in the law, in the laws, specifically the Capital Markets Corporate Governance Guidelines, the USE listing rules, and the Companies Act, specifically Table F, that protects um, investors. These provisions in the laws, rules, and guidelines cover areas such as fair treatment of all shareholders, appointment and independence of directors of the company, shareholder access to information, um, with emphasis to full disclosure of relevant material information, and timely communication to shareholders, distribution of dividends, and so forth. I know majority shareholders hold large sway on most of these issues, but I expect that MTN Uganda, as a responsible and now public corporate citizen, will uphold best practice in dealing with minority shareholders. That was Keith Kadiajira, CEO, Capital Markets Authority, Uganda. And a look at other stories making it into the podcast. African airlines could post wider losses this year due to new travel restrictions related to the emergence of the Omicron COVID-19 variant. The variant has heightened travel restrictions across the world, adding to restrictions caused by a new wave of COVID-19 infections in Europe and Oceania. The African Airlines Association now projects revenue losses of $8.5 billion in 2021, or an equivalent of 49% of posted 2019 revenues. Last year, the lobby said African Airlines lost $10.21 billion in the revenues in revenues or an estimated 58.8% of the 2019 levels. The Bank of Namibia has kept its benchmark interest rate unchanged at a low of 3.75% during its November meeting, supporting the weak domestic economy as a new Omicron coronavirus variant was discovered and restrictions among the nation's major trading partners were implemented. In addition, Policymakers said that the expeditious rollout of vaccines and addressing issues of vaccine hesitancy remain key to the extent, speed and sustainability of economic recovery. The committee noted that increasing trend in inflation globally and recognized its eminent impact on monetary policy going forward. Governor Johannes Gawazab said domestic economic activity improved in the first 10 months of the month. In the first 10 months of 2021, but uncertainties remain in light of the Omicron variant and its potential impact. As a result, the domestic economy is expected to grow by 1.5% in 2021 and 3.3% in 2022. Tanzania's annual inflation rate rose to 4.1% in November from 4% in the previous month. It's the highest inflation rate since February 2018, mainly due to the higher prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, transport, 
housing and utilities, clothing and footwear, and restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.5% from a 0.1% downtick in the previous month. Annual inflation rate in Mozambique increased to 6.7% in November of 2021, reaching the highest rate since October of 2017 from 6.4% in October. Biggest upward pressure came from food and non-alcoholic beverages and housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose by 0.99%, the fastest increase in nine months. South Africa's Business Confidence Index fell to 92.8% in November from 94.9% in October as the new Omicron coronavirus variant was discovered and restrictions among the nation's major trading partners led to a slump in both exports and imports. The Chamber of Commerce in South Africa said the disclosure by South African scientists sparked greater concern and negatively impacted the business climate. These announcements, it adds, should be made with greater circumspection, taking account of broader implications. The Chamber also added that hopefully the rushed decisions by other countries on travel restrictions will be tempered as more information on the Omicron variant emerges. Higher inflation and uncertainty over energy supply were also major contributors to the decline in business confidence. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong on Twitter.